On Tuesday, June 23rd edition, two healthy NBA players foregoing the season's restart on July 30th. MLBPA rejects the league's 60-game proposal. Jamal Adams wants to get traded to the Cowboys and much more. Due to weather, the Geico 500 was postponed to Monday. Ryan Blaney won at Talladega with his 12 Ford Mustang, getting his first win of the season. This was the second race where fans were in attendance, with over 5,000 fans in the stadium who watched the photo finish live. The race was 188 laps and started at 3 p.m. Eastern. However, on Sunday, in Bubba Wallace's garage, a noose was found. Wallace is the only full-time Black Cup Series driver for NASCAR, and the company released a statement about saying they were angry and outraged. However, drivers still showed support for Wallace, pushing his car to the front of the grid and stood around it before the race. Wallace drives the number 43 Chevy Camaro. The race, which was originally scheduled for Sunday, was postponed to Monday due to rain and lightning. However, Talladega's lack of lights also had to do with the postponement, as they couldn't have the race at night without the lights. After officially demanding a trade from the Jets, All-Pro safety Jamal Adams wants to be a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Adams, who is from Dallas, would love to play for his hometown Cowboys. However, Adams wants to be the highest-paid defensive player in the league, and with with the Cowboys really only having enough money to barely sign Prescott, it seems as if he will have to take a hometown discount. Jamal Adams is a two-time Pro Bowl and was named to the All-Pro team in 2019. He was drafted by the Jets in 2017 with a sixth overall pick. It seems as though the Jets don't want to pay him until at least 2021. Jamal is still on his rookie contract, and New York only has to pay him $3.5 million this upcoming season. Although it was reported that Adams will wait patiently for the Cowboys to trade for him. Earlier in the offseason, the Jets management said they would like to keep him. Even Adams said he he likes New York and wants to be a Jet for life. But that doesn't seem to be the case now. In October of last year, the Jets were reportedly listening to trade offers for Adams. According to multiple sources, the Cowboys offered a first-rounder and Anthony Browns for Adams, but the Jets saw the Cowboys can't peak too much information and are not equally apart from a trade. It was also reported that the Jets wanted another first-rounder on the trade for Adams. The Jets organization has said that Jamal needs to be all in before they give him a new deal. ESPN's Adam Schefter said that Adams would also prefer trades to the Ravens, 49ers, Chiefs, Texans, Eagles, and Seahawks. According to multiple reports, 40 MLB players have tested positive for COVID-19. First reported by Bob Nightingale of USA Today, the coronavirus has caused the players and owners to have more urgency about starting the delayed 2020 baseball season. We discussed on yesterday's edition of this show that the Players Association decided to vote about the league's proposal on Monday rather than Friday. Then will be also closed all spreading shrining sites due to the outbreak. It has been reported that players want to play 70 games rather than 60 and receive full prorated salaries. However, the league believes there's no way to play 70 games in 66 days and wants to finish the postseason. Commissioner Rob Manford told MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark in an email, I really believe we are fighting over an impossibility on games. The earliest we will be ready for players to report is a week from Monday, June 29th, given the need to relocate teams from Florida. That leaves 66 days to play 60 games. Realistically, this is outside of the envelope now. 
The MLB also doesn't want to go into late October and possibly November because fear of a second wave of the coronavirus. The league could use could lose up to $1 billion if the postseason is canceled. The email continued between Manfred and Clark. The league would remove the expanded playoffs and the universal DH in 2021, first obtained by ESPN's Jeff Passan. Also, according to Nightingale, the season would not start till July 26th rather than the proposed July 19th date. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. The NFL is making each team develop an infectious disease emergency response plan, which will set forth the protocols the teams will be trying to contain the outbreak of the disease now that training camps will be starting in less than a month. The memo is mandating that teams separate their organizations into tiers, which will define where the personnel can go and what they are allowed to do. These tiers are made to limit access to certain areas like practice fields, stadiums, sidelines, and locker rooms to essentially personnel only. The team will be required to assign a tier to all employees. The employees will wear a photograph credential to show their tier and the access they have. Each list has to contain the individual's first and last name, title, role, and requested access tier. Then the NFL will review and either approve of it or require revisions. Any change to a team's list must be submitted and approved by the NFL. Tier 1 will include players, coaches, trainers, physicians, and personnel that requires direct access to the players. Tier 2 will include general managers, football operation employees, other assistant coaches, security, video personnel, and other essential personnel that might need to near the players or anyone in Tier 1 that may need access to restricted areas. Only Tier 1 and 2 personally can access restricted areas, and there will be limits on the amount of individuals from each team that can be assigned to those tiers. Tier 3 will include certain operation personnel, in-house media and broadcast personnel, field manager, transportation providers, and individuals who perform essential facility, stadium, or event services, but don't require close contacts with individuals in Tier 1. On Monday, the PGA Tour announced that the PGA Championship will be played on August 6th through the 9th at the Harding Park in San Francisco, California, without any fans. The PGA Tour Championship was originally scheduled on May 14th to the 17th, but was postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic. The tour was waiting on the state government and health officials to give them the green light. The PGA officials were looking into playing the PGA Tour Championship in Kentucky or North Carolina if the city of San Francisco would not permit them to host the PGA Championship in 2020. Berks Kepka is the reigning two-time defending PGA Tour Championship winner. San Francisco Mayor London Bread stated on Monday, We are thrilled to welcome the PGA Championship in San Francisco. We are able to safely take the step toward reopening because of the ongoing sacrifices of our citizens. The continued committed work of our healthcare workers and the early actions we took to battle COVID-19. The PGA Championship will be the first of the majors in the 2020 season. Before the pandemic began, the PGA was 
going to allow up to 40,000 fans at Harding Park. Harding Park has never hosted the major championship, but Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods have gotten wins at the course. This week, the PGA Tour heads to the Travelers Championship on Thursday at the TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. According to CBS Sports HQ Jim Bowden, the MLB PA has rejected the 60-game proposal sent by the league. The Players Association voted 33-5 to to reject the league's proposal and force Commissioner Rob Manfred to implement a season from anywhere between 48 to 54 games, which was a part of the March 12th agreement between the owners and players. However, if Manfred was to force the season, the players would be permitted to file a grievance that could cost the owners up to $1 billion in back pay. The MLBPA tweeted on Monday saying they were done negotiating with the league over the return-to-play plan. Reported by New York Post, Joel Sherman, Manfred will meet with the league tonight in a conference call to decide if there should be baseball in 2020. According to ESPN's Jeff Passan, 75% of the owners have to say no in order for there not to be a season in 2020. The 60-game proposal by the league sent to players guaranteed a full prorated salary, expanded postseason, and a universal DH in 2020 and 2021. On Monday, the union stated earlier this evening the full board reaffirmed the players' eagerness to return to work as soon and as safety as possible. To that end, we anticipate finalizing a comprehensive set of health and safety protocols with Major League Baseball in the coming days, and we await word from the league on the resumption of spring training camp in a proposed 2020 schedule. While we had hoped to reach a revised committed or back-to-work agreement with the league, the players remain fully committed to proceeding under one current agreement and getting back onto the field for the fans, for the game, and for each other. According to multiple sources that are close to the situation, the league is taking the next step in order to have a baseball in 2020. Reported by many, if the MLB season returns in 2020, it could begin on July 26th and end on September 20th. The league and players need to figure out something out quickly before they run out of time and not have a season for the first time since 1994 during the MLB lockout. It has been reported by Adrian Wojnarowski that two healthy NBA players will not participate in the league's return to play at the ESPN Complex in Walt Disney World. Washington Wizards' Davis Bertans and Portland Trailblazers' Trevor Ariza will sit out. Davis Bertans has decided not to play because he doesn't want to risk another injury to prevent him from signing his biggest contract in his career this offseason. Bertans is having one of his best seasons yet. He is averaging 29 minutes per game, 15.9 points per game, and leads the Washington Wizards with three-point percentages. Most likely, the coronavirus pandemic will not allow teams to sign players to bigger deals like in years past. However, Bertans will more than likely sign a nice contract this offseason from the Wizards or any other team in the NBA. He will not be punished by the team or the league, but will forfeit his play pay every time the Wizards step onto the court in Orlando. It's been reported that Davis would lose up to $604,752 for the rest of the remaining seven games he would miss and could lose more if Washington were to make it to the playoffs. The Wizards are five and a half games out of the eighth and final playoff spot. Bertans was traded last offseason from the Spurs because San Antonio was making room for Marcus Morris, who decided to sign with the Knicks instead. The 34-year-old Trevor Reza for the tra- Portland Trailblazers will also forgo the rest of the 2019-2020 season. He has chosen to be a parent instead of a basketball player. Ariza has a one-month visitation to see his 12-year-old son. Reportedly, he could lose anywhere between $1 or $1.8 million, depending if the Trailblazers make the postseason. His ex-wife granted Ariza to see his son during the NBA's return to play after a four-and-a-half-month hiatus. 
Trevor Ariza was traded from the Kings to the Trailblazers in January. He played 21 games with Portland before the season was suspended on March 11th after Jazz center Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19. Players have until Wednesday to inform their teams they will participate at the ESPN Complex in Walt Disney World on July 30th. Teams in the NBA will be allowed to sign replacement players starting in July 1st. Once teams sign a replacement, the player that was replaced will not be able to participate. Ariza averaged 11 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, and shot 49% from the floor during his time in Portland. Currently, the Trailblazers are three and a half games back from the Grizzlies for a final playoff spot.